I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome into the Monday edition of Critical Thinking. I am Andrew Coppins. He is Padoni. You know the drill by now. Follow us on the socials. I'm at the Coppins Show. He's the Padoni Show. Um, host of the 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 POS, um, not a POS, just the POS, the Padoni Show. Um, w- you're still working through some things, right? Trying to figure out how you want to structure now that you are uh, free of the radio clock, so to speak. Yes, and that has been more of a chore than I have wanted it to be because of all the house crap I'm dealing with. But yes, I, I'm working on that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, having said all of that, um, I just have one question for you, Pat. What, what's that? Have you noticed something that has been missing from society lately? Hmm. I don't know. Um, morals, civil discourse. Fair enough. Those are all fair God. points. Fair points. Um, all fair points. Yep. 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 Men like good men. You know, like 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 being manly, masculine. Um, you know that, that that's something that's that seems to be missing here lately. Um, I mean, I guess I guess if you're wanting to to, to ask me something specific. You know, you'll you'll need to be more specific. But those those are th- all things that are missing from our society as of late. All fair points. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but you brought something up this weekend that I think is uh-huh. even more fair point when it comes to things that are missing from society today. Oh, you're it's, talking it's about one word. that. It's one uh-huh. word, Pat. Is it one word? I think it's actually two words. Okay. Those two words so, are uh, uh, the science. 
Um, there's no such thing as the science. Yeah, yes, there is. There is such thing as no. the science, and he has been missing. He has been missing for the last give or take few weeks. Are you speaking specifically of our Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci? Wow, it's almost like you read my mind. It's almost um, like we talked about this off air, Pat. It's almost yeah. It's almost like we do. We talked, but no, yeah. Like where, where, where did the science go? I mean, that that's what he calls himself, right? The science, um, to, because to criticize him is to criticize science, and so he he must be the science. Um, and I, I'm being somewhat serious when I ask this. I mean, I'm 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 being very sarcastic by calling him the science because no one is science, obviously, but um. Well, well, before we dive too deep into this pool, Pat, Mm -hmm. uh, we also Uh have to let everybody know of the other topics we're going to be discussing today, because um, there's the science, there's the Ukraine, and what's a woman? Uh, Yes? You just said the Ukraine. Well, I was playing off of the science, Pat. Oh, oh. Get with the. So then why pro- I know it's Monday, but get with the freaking program, my man. What? What? But why didn't you say the woman? What's a woman? Yeah, but but is we'll get into woman? that in a little bit. And folks, do not forget you can subscribe to this show over at criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. Five dollars a month will help you support this independent show, and more importantly. Um, you will be getting our brand new subscriber-exclusive programming every Monday through Friday. We are calling it The Afterthought. That's right. That is coming to you, and our very first one will be today. And um, the topic on The Afterthought is going to be um, Brittany Griner. Yes, the the WNBA star, the, the former Baylor basketball star, and now prisoner of Russia. We're going to talk about that topic in the afterthought, it's about 15 minutes. We're going to give you each and every single day um, exclusive to those subscribers over at criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. Again, that's for $5 a month. You get that. Plus, um, we are also considering some other things like maybe uh, the return of the book club. Um, maybe you'll also get early access to the video of this show. Um, we're, we're, we're playing around with some things, but for right now you will get exclusive, um, access to the afterthought 15 more minutes of us rambling on, but the, the afterthought is going to be something that is, um, put together based off of the show's theme, right? Facts, faith, freedom, and free markets. And of course the theme of 2022, get used to different. And so that's what the topics are going to be put around um, as we do this every single Monday through Friday for you. Again, this is exclusive for the subscribers, the real critical thinkers out there. Join the critical thinking community at criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe $5 a month. In fact, um, I, I, I believe we are also going to be offering a month free here pretty soon, but you'll have to check all that out. Again, at criticalthinking.locals.com. Of course, you can watch the show on the Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, and you know where else to find us. Um, but 
to get back to your point of the science, Anthony Fauci, our Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci, just magically disappearing, right? I, I think that's where you're going. It, it yeah. Just... I, I mean, he hasn't been in the news lately. He hasn't had any uh, one-on-one smackdowns with uh, Rand Paul. Uh, he's just kind of up and, and disappeared. It's it's almost like he's not relevant anymore, and and that's got to be killing him wherever he is because he's got to be in that spotlight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, I get your point, right? I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying here, but my question to you would be, is it really the new shiny thing of, of Russia-Ukraine? Because that's the theory a lot of people are going with, right? Like the the media has this new shiny thing and it's war and it's going to drive ratings and blah, 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 blah. Or have the American people just had enough? Could it be both? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is because I, I continuously ask myself, what has changed? It's not the science, by the way, quote unquote. Political science has changed. That's the only thing that has changed. As we head into, you know, what the State of the Union should have been, if we're looking at this from a purely partisan political uh, perspective, this should have been the kickoff of the 2022 midterm election campaign, right? This should have been that opportunity to to acknowledge that things are not great, but to show that you have competence and a plan in place, a vision that if you allow more quote-unquote Democrats into office, this is the vision that we are going with and that my opponents don't have a vision other than opposition. That should have been that moment in time. That should have been laying out that vision of that foreign policy, of those quote-unquote red lines that you will never allow Russia to cross, right? That moment in time to show strength and competence to kick off that 2022 campaign. And it was even the weirdest declaration of we're done with COVID I've ever seen. Compare and contrast that with the two speeches in the last month that Boris Johnson gave. And they're not even speeches. They were part and parcel of the prime minister's questions over there. Which, by the way, this is how big of a political geek I was growing up, Pat. I would would relish the opportunity to listen or watch on C-SPAN when they, they would put the prime minister's questions live. Because it's it's a fascinating version of democracy, right? Where right. the debate is happening in front of you. And so I enjoyed it. But the, the point of the matter of of this for me is that none of none of the State of the Union hit. None of it is stuck, right? You, I can't remember a single moment other than the weird Nancy Pelosi moments, the weird Kamala Harris look behind there, right? Or the uh, or the getting up to to applaud and in the middle of one of the weirdest things I've ever. What are you applauding? 
moments (laughs) (laughs) of all time. But, But besides that, right, this was the chance to reset the political paradigm, right? This was a chance to to take and put a vision in front of the American people. So when you talk about the political science changing, the only political science that's changed is the focus is forward to November. Right Now that's it's a long way off if you think about it, but it's really not considering the geopolitical world in front of us. I mean, right now you have primaries going on or, or starting to happen and, and people are getting ready for... And so that's going to make a difference right now. I mean, people want to, people are focused on winning those primaries to get to November. Um, and, and so for a lot of like the Democrats that are up for reelection right now, uh-huh. I mean, they are focused on those things. And yeah. so right now they, they need to be able to get those, prim- they don't want to get primaried out. Right. So, right. But um, I get where you're going with that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's just the matter of, the theory should be that the political science is changing, right? Yes. But is it really the political science or the people? And and I look at it this way. I think it's just the people. And I experience this every day here in Chicago, and I've told this story over and over and over again to other people, that even the most fearful people from the beginning of the pandemic, okay, here in my life have let go somehow have let go and what i've been struggling with to your main point here pat is i don't know what has changed for them the only thing that i can come up with as a thing that has quote unquote changed for them is the idea that they've just become so tired from fear and resentment. And let's be honest, that heightens stress, right? Could it be that we're now finally entering the spring and in major cities across the country, that is a time where the cities come alive, especially a city like Chicago begins to come alive and people are just wanting and yearning to not be afraid anymore. I I don't know what the answer is because as much as we can sit here and say, well, the politics, the political science changed. Did it really? Because I can make the argument that this should have been the response from the Democrats the entire time. If it was truly political, Right. You could have taken the bull by the horns. And instead of leading with fear, you could have taken Ron DeSantis's lane away. You could have taken Trump's roadmap to reelection in 2024 away. You could have done all of those things by just simply leading and showing no fear. And I and I would talk about this off off air, but. I was at an event Friday, a networking event on Friday, and it was one of the first ones that I've had in a couple of years. And I was talking to an individual, and he brought up something 
that I thought was really interesting because I was talking about the dichotomy of the two church experiences I had on Ash Wednesday and this, that. And he was like, you know what? Faith and fear don't belong in the same sentence. And I was like, whoa, like mind blown moment. Faith and fear do not belong in the same sentence. And I was like, hmm, some people would say, of course they do, especially if you grew up Catholic, right? Because there's always the the fear of shame and blah, 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 blah. But shame is a different thing than fear. Mm -hmm. Fear is a byproduct of shame, right? You are supposed to think twice about actions that would be shameful because you are afraid of the consequences of shame, right? Mm -hmm. But if you are truly faithful, do you have anything to fear? Uh, I mean, I'm going to throw this concept out at you um, because I, I, I do think context matters for things like this. Um, something that, that, you know, I've always kind of looked at faith and, 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 you're, and technically you're right. Fear and faith probably shouldn't be in the same sentence. Um, but in the case of, Hey, I'm afraid to try something new. Yeah, I think that's right. different. What we're talking about here is an existential part. Right, right. So what what I what I'm getting at is is like the but context matters though, right? Like like it's it's uh it's a point of hey, I'm I'm afraid to do something and but I have to have the faith to do it to overcome that fear. Like like so it's I I, I can see it going both ways. And I can see what you're saying. I could see what someone else would be saying in this case. But I, so I, I'm just saying, I think context would matter. But I think for the purpose of this conversation, you're right. What, what do we have to fear? If, if we're faithful, what, 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 what do we really have to fear? The only fear you have is the fear of God. Hmm. Right. I, and I, and I, ultimately, it, I don't think context matters. And here's what I mean by this if you are truly faithful, no matter. No matter the situation you are faced with, no matter the things that are going on, if you are truly faithful, if you are turning to faith, living in fear is antithetical to faith. Perhaps and we've seen it way. all over the world, by the way, Pat. We've seen it in Ukraine, right? We've seen right. people literally just take up arms and say, screw you, to Russia. We've seen people do all sorts of crazy things in the name of faith, like being faithful. Perhaps, perhaps the, a better way of saying it would be faith conquers fear. You know? Yeah. So, and I think that's what it's meant by. They don't belong in the right. same sentence. Mm. They don't belong together. Because they are if you are fearful, if you are mm. living in fear, you are living with the spirit of the age or the devil, however you want to put it, right? Right, right. If you are truly faithful, if you are prayerful, if you are of that mindset, sure, you could have things that you are trying to work through, right? Right. But faith will always guide you. And it might not be in the moment that you're hoping for or in the time you are hoping for. But yeah, that's that I thought was an interesting point. And to get back to the subject at hand here, right? When we are talking about 
what has changed, right? What has changed the equation? For me, I just think people are done with being afraid. Because I think most people know people or have experienced COVID themselves over the last two years. And, and, and they know, oh, okay, I got a cold. Oh, okay. Right. I, I think um, just from my perspective, I, I, think it, I don't think it's any one thing. I think it's a combination of lots of things. That, that, have, that have been going on. And I think, you know, people are sick and tired and done with all of this. I think that's part of it. But I do think the politics have changed too. Like, like Fauci is no longer politically useful to put in the spotlight with everything else that's going on. He's not, he's not this useful tool um, to certain politicians anymore to further that part of an agenda. Because if, if, they can't use that against the masses anymore and, and, and keep people afraid of it, then it's no longer useful. Um, so now we have this other shiny thing over here, which is Russia, Ukraine. And hey, if we can use this to drum up ratings and, and make people afraid of a possible World War III, then then maybe that's the goal there. Like, like the politics have changed in that, hey, what is useful to us right now is also changing. And so Fauci's no longer that useful tool. I'm not saying he never will be again. We may we may not have seen the last of him. But in what context will we see him again is the, is the next question. And I, and I think we'll see whether or not our theories are playing out the mm. next time seasonality hits. The next time a variant right. comes around, right? Um I I think that'll be interesting to see. Because we are in that lull, and then we're likely to see come May-ish, maybe, maybe July, we're likely to see the next wave hit. I mean, if you take a look at the seasonality of this thing, it wanes starting in, in January through February through March, starts ramping back up in April into May, comes back down June, July, up in August, September, back down in October, back up in November, December into January. That's the pattern it's had the entire time. Now, um, speaking of change, um, this weekend, um, one of our uh, wonderful sponsors here on the program, American Pride Roasters, experienced life-altering change. For those of you who don't know, Dave is the um, head of American Pride Roasters, our official coffee here on Critical Thinking. Um it's been he's been a great sponsor to us throughout our time at Mojo, throughout our time here. Um, his community, and more importantly, his home were hit with a category three tornado. Just unbelievable what hit him this weekend. Um the house is leveled. Um, all of the roasting equipment from American Pride Roasters is gone now, according to Dave. Um, the beans themselves that are super expensive these days, um, they actually were saved. But um, Dave and his wonderful wife and family are going to need a ton of support. And I mean a ton. You can go check it out. He's uh, DMXDM on Twitter. Um and there's been a fundly set up for Dave and his family. And it has been uh, pinned to my uh, top of my Twitter feed. Now, the good news, Pat, is the goal 
was set at $3,000. We have raised over double that so far, thanks to some really generous, generous donations coming through. Um, So whatever, if it's $10, $5, $50, $100, whatever you can afford, they're going to need a lot over the next weeks, months, as he rebuilds a home and a business. So if you can afford it, go to um, at the Coppin Show, find it. Um, the link is pinned right to the top of the page. Um, it's Magic Beans for Dave and Faith, um, if you're going to search for it. Uh, but it's on Fundly. So go check it out. Um, again, go to at the Coppin Show, check it that out. We cannot emphasize how much we appreciate Dave's support over the years. And um, we're here to support you as much as we possibly can. Let's make that 6,000 turn into 60,000 over the next few days, weeks, and months, because they're going to need every bit of that support to get their life back. Um, I can't imagine going through something like that, Pat. I just can't. You know, I, because you know about my issue that I've been having with my house over the last week or so. And I, I saw this on Twitter the other day. I'm like, wow, um, I'm going through nothing compared to what this man and his family are going through right now. Um, it, it really does put things into perspective. Um, and uh, just prayers for Dave Matthews and his family. And, and the other part of this that uh, people need to um, think about is, so far, seven people in his community perished. So Dave and his family are are rebuilding a home and a business, and that's brutal enough, but they have their lives. So in that perspective, there's a silver lining, right? And um, yeah, um, some of the things that that uh, Dave that uh, shared with me that will stay private, are, it's just heartbreaking. And thank God they're still alive. Let's just put it that way. Um, yeah, it's incredible. Uh, the power of a tornado, if you've never experienced it or seen one or been involved in in one that hits your community, is wow, 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 wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. I can't imagine. So please, again, go to the, at the Coppin Show. Check it out. It's pinned to the top of the uh top of the Twitter profile um, and uh, click the link and let's help um, Dave and Faith. Let's help out those who have been great supporters of us and show them that that kind, loving support right back. Um, I, I will hope that we're at $10,000 by the end of the day today. That That is my hope. Um, that will help them in ways that we can only imagine. I mean, we're talking about clothes, the basics of life, let alone getting new equipment to rebuild a business, if that business can ever be rebuilt. So, yeah, lots of lots of things ahead in the days and weeks and, yeah, insurance, but insurance takes forever, um, as you are probably well aware of right now. <laughs> Frankly, though, I mean, mine's, mine's taken about a week so far. I mean, I, not everything's been resolved yet, but I'm surprised yeah. I'm at this point. So yeah, let's put it, let's just put it this way. They're quick to take your money, slow to give it back out. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, speaking yeah. of change, Pat, 
I think it's time that we change the the thought process. As I was looking at what's going on in Ukraine and the Russia-Ukraine conflict here, and we kind of hinted at this, it's this old school mentality, right? We hinted at this last week, this old school, Russia bad, everybody else good, right? This, this concept that there's got to be a good and a bad side. What if it's just two versions of the same bad fighting it out. And and that was kind of what was going through my head this weekend, Pat. So as we look at Russia, as we look at Ukraine, look at who's lining up with each other, right? And look at how the war is being fought. And and I asked you this question off air, and I want to bring this up now. If this is truly about just stopping um, Russia's land grab, right? And keeping Europe, Europe, if you will, right? Why in the hell is not Germany, France, the UK, all of the big players in the Western democratized world, why are they not just sending fighter planes there, bombing the supply lines and be done with it? And Because and, frankly, if you cut off the supply line to, to the Russian troops, if you listen to the Russian troops that have been captured and they speak frankly, they've been sold a bill of goods too. So at the end of the day here, why not do that? You could end this in a day. You literally could end it in a day. You could bomb the supply line of Russia and starve them out. It, I guess the question that I would have is... <laughs> Unfortunately, this comes back to politics for me. Is this politically expedient for other countries to get involved? Um, are they potentially afraid of starting World War III? Um, it, I mean, or are they just very self-interested and in kind of like this like self-preservation mode and they want access to Russian oil? Like, like what what is it? Or is it a combination of all the above, by the way? So I understand where you're going with that, and I get mm-hmm. it. But that's the old school. Okay. So, Pat, when we've fought wars in the past, right, it's always been <clears throat> face-to-face, confrontational, right? Mm-hmm. But when I look at this conflict, I've, I've asked myself this over the weekend. What, what is different? Something's different here. And it's these constant headlines droning on about Russia, Ukraine, um, this company deciding to disavow Russia, this company cutting off access, the financial service companies, you know, MasterCard and Visa this weekend, and I think American Express did the same thing, and they cut off access to use of their platforms in Russia, right? And then it kind of dawned on me here, because when I look at what's, what is Russia's goal here, the old school mentality is put the USSR back together, Right? I don't think that's what's at play here anymore. And because I because my question is why would these financial services companies give a rip? Because the, the old school mentality would be well Russia's still a <clears throat> free market economy if you will, even though it's an oligarchy, right? So what would you do? What 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 is going on? Why, why 
this has never happened in any war ever, right? We have never seen. Now, is it true that we would try to blockade, that we would try to do these things? Would we, you know, not buy German things here in the United States and blah, 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 blah? You bet. But it's not even that we are stopping that, right? It is that we are now, quote unquote, we in the West are trying to choke off Russia everything. It's not that we're symbolically dumping Russian vodka, which, by the way, probably isn't even Russian to begin with. It's not that we're, um, you know, boycotting Russia in Eurovision, right? Or any of these things. It's now suddenly we're gonna we're gonna make the Russian people suffer by choking off their access to the economic world, right? And, and all the mechanisms, right, that, that exist. And then I got to thinking about this. Why would that happen? And why is Russia really fighting here? Then I realized that you look at all who's lining up. And it is actually similar to parts of World War II. And why Russia... And Germany were actually fighting. They were fighting for the dominance of ideology. On one hand, you had the Russian idea of communism. On the other hand, you had the national socialist or fascistic viewpoints of both Italy and Germany, by the way, which Italy switched its allegiances like kind of right in the middle of what Germany was doing. But that's neither here nor there. Um, Germany, with its idea of fascism versus the other authoritarian idea of communism, they were quote-unquote antithetical to each other. And then because I'm a nerd, um, read up a little bit on Alexander Dugan as of late, uh, an oldie but goodie name in the world of conservatives, uh, thought processes, at least as it comes to what Russia is thinking. And you realize that he is writing books over the last two, three, four years, at least books aimed at the West, that do what, Pat? Talk about nationalistic fascism. That they talk about this concept of not individualism, but nationalism through the frameworks that, that we've all been talking about over the course of the last year economically, right? But on the other hand, yeah, who's lining up with Russia? China, India, a bunch of countries in Africa who happen to be satellite puppet governments of China. Because China is investing their capitalistic, quote-unquote, money over there. You know, you see Ethiopia, right, with this high-speed rail-efficient system, yet most of Ethiopia starves to death. And then on the other side, what if this isn't a good versus bad, but this is bad versus bad? 
bad ideology versus bad ideology, and we should want no part of it. Because on the other side, international fascism, the Klaus Schwab version of quote-unquote capitalism, the stakeholder, right? The, the concept that it's not national, it's global that we need to be focusing in on. And it's a fight because why else would all of these companies start to do something they have never done in any war throughout the world ever before? In Bosnia, did that ever happen? No. In the fight between Serbia and Croatia, did American did McDonald's say no, 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 thank you? No. In all of the fighting throughout the world in its entire history, have we ever seen companies, have we ever seen governments or sporting bodies do what's being done right now? No. The no. only answer to that is because they believe in the international or the global, the globalized version of fascism. They believe in two sides of the same coin, but they're bitter enemies because one believes in the, the pride of the nation, right? This is the ironic part because you can make the argument that one that it's basically the flipped argument of World War II between Germany and and uh, and Russia, right? Because Russia's goal was to spread international socialism, aka communism. The goal of Germany was nationalistic in nature. Now mm. it's just the exact opposite, and. What if there's no good side to that? So what if we are the only good in this is probably the Ukrainian people and the, the Russian people. Am, am, am I thinking about this correctly? Because I, I'm really struggling to understand what what's the purpose of Netflix banning their product in, in Russia? What's the purpose of TikTok? What's the purpose of Facebook? What's the purpose of this? What's the purpose of that? We're told it's not to not allow Russian propaganda. But you were cool with it right up until this point in time. Russian propaganda could exist all over the place. You allowed Russia to manipulate our 2016 election, right? You allowed Hillary Clinton to claim all of those things. And then there was actual manipulation of the election, right? Mm -hmm. Not in the way that uh, we were sold by the media. By the way, I believe Vladimir Putin still has a Twitter account. Um, Correct, and, and so why why hasn't that been taken away from him yet? If if all of these woke companies are wanting to censor people for various different things because it doesn't it goes against that um, globalist agenda that they are trying to follow. Yeah, because they 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 couch it on they don't represent uh, war is not our value, right? right and right. they couch it in those terms. But you're willing to look the other way to Putin, you know, murdering people all over right. the globe. You're willing to look the other way when China is doing what they're doing. You know, we talked about that hypocrisy all the time. Make my shoes and shut up, right? Right. It, 
I I actually think that you're you're looking at this from a very unique perspective, and I think it's a perspective that that a lot of people haven't really come to this conclusion yet, even in our own government, by the way. Um, haven't really come to this conclusion that that Russia is this very nationalistic country trying to further their own national interests. It's not that they don't want a global reset, by the way. It's that they want a global reset that benefits them, that benefits their interests. Whereas you have like people like Ukraine and like those that align with it, those similar ideologies want more of that full global on reset. And we're not talking, okay, about um, political ideology here. Right. We are talking economic ideology. And mm-hmm. realistically, almost all wars are fought over money, right? Realistically, it's fought over something like that nine times out of 10. So as I sat there and thought about this, it gives me even more ammunition to say, stay the hell out. The America should never be involved in this in any way, shape, or form. More importantly, what the hell are American companies doing? Because I can make the argument, you should never be in Ukraine. Ukraine is the other side of the Russian coin when it comes to its economy, right? It's looking right. towards international fascism. It wants that that international flavor because it knows that it can't be nationalistic in its nature. So what are we doing? If you love individual freedom, if you love free markets, if you will, if you love just normal, regular, plain run-of-the-mill capitalism, you should want no part of this war. More importantly, if you run a business, your virtue signaling is not really virtue signaling. These businesses are not doing that. You have to think about it. The ESG scores that banks are using, all of those things that are going on. What what, what are we doing? Speaking of what are we doing? Pat, what the hell is going on in your state of Utah right now? Because um, I saw a headline this weekend that tells me um, your governor is going to veto a protect girls and girls sports bill. Mm-hmm. It, it, is it similar to the one that's in Iowa or the one that was in South Dakota? Is there is there some nuance to this bill that that makes it a poison pill to swallow? I, I, I'm struggling to understand how a person with an R next to his name as a governor is not supporting women in women's sports. That that is a great question. Um, I, I want to answer it this way first, um, j- just just for the sake of uh, because this, I think this will, will will tie into it. But uh, can, can we uh, can we do the beer not to be first by chance? Sure, we can do that. And for a hundred dollars of Dominic Izzo's amazing, totally legit network marketing money. I think you just said the quiet part out loud again. Jeez. Are you ready for today's headline? Born ready. Alrighty then. Today's headline. Riddler stumps Batman with question, what is a woman? Riddler stumps Batman with the question, what is a woman? 
is this the B or not the B? And while you're thinking about the Andrew Coppins folks, we, we mentioned American Pride Roasters earlier and the tragedy that uh, Dave Matthews and his family are going through right now in their community. Um, we do have the funly uh, uh, thing going around. If you are feeling generous, please, 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 please um, consider donating to that um, to help out Dave and his family in their time of need to be able to get back on their feet. And hopefully one of these days to get American pride roasters back on their feet as well, because that was a passion of Dave's. And, and I want to be clear too: don't mm -hmm. order from American pride roasters right now. Right, right. Correct. Don't, don't do that. The best they, way that you can help. I know, I know a lot of people think like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to flood that. But they don't have the ability to do anything right now to do anything. So they literally don't, they don't have the ability to roast. Now the good news is that the beans, right? The beans themselves are, are, are okay, but they don't have the ability to roast. They don't have the ability to ship. They don't have any, that's the last thing they need. What they need now is your money and your monetary support this is the best thing that we can do for them. Yep. So hopefully we can help this small business get back on their feet. This, and more importantly, whether or not the business comes back or not, we help this family get back on their feet. That's the most important part. Yep. So, um, anyway, Riddler stumps Batman with question: What is a woman? Andrew Coppins, is this the B or not the B? Your answer. So I know why you picked this headline. Why? Why did I pick this headline? There's a Batman above your head. First of all, well, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a Batman fan. Mm -hmm. And you uh -huh. saw the new Batman that involves the Riddler. Mm, I, I I did mm -hmm. see that over the weekend. Yes, and then and then it combines your shameful governor all in one headline so this is definitely the babylon b <laughs> yes yes you you are correct on all accounts this is the babylon b and with that having been said since we're a little short on time here pat um let's get into this utah again i asked the question is there something yeah. that i'm missing as to why this possibly would be vetoed because it passed the legis legis legislature and then the Senate in the past month in Utah mm -hmm. is on the desk of the governor to sign. Yeah. And I, here's the thing. I think he was always planning to veto this thing. I, I don't think why? he's been necessarily secretive about that. But but why? Like, that's I, my question. Why? Well, first of all, I mean, you mentioned that he has an R next to his name. I, I would say it's a small R. It, okay. It's not. The, that's fine. But, but it's, why? It's. um. So looking at this, like what, so I, I guess a better question is what principle or political maneuver would this benefit? Like what principle does he hold that somehow says that this is the, the hill to die on, if you will, because you and I both know it's likely to get overridden. Likely. Um, so, so, so what, why? I, I don't, I honestly don't know because you would think that you would want to protect girls and women's sports. Mm -hmm. You would think that you would want that for the sake of, if nothing else, the protection of young girls, you know, um, if, if nothing else at all. And, and I want to be clear on this, Pat. It's mm -hmm. not about being anti-trans or fearful of trans individuals. There's nothing to fear. About, mm -hmm. but but what goes on there? It is about 
maintaining a level playing field. And I go back to the bathroom debate, right? Back in right. the good old days, you know, like what, eight years ago? Um, and why these bills existed. What was the argument, Pat, then? That it was about protecting women from predatory men. Right. Not from people who are legitimate transitioned or transgendered individuals, right? Not from legitimate situations, right? Mm. That's not what this was about. This was about the predatory, the, the, the thinking through this, if you will, about five steps ahead. Okay, so if you allow anybody into any bathroom at any point in time, who does this benefit the most? It benefits the the seedy predatory individual who will take advantage of these laws because they always are thinking that way. You have to get into the mindset of that individual. Now, when it comes to this, Pat, what do we know? We have the example of Loudoun County, right, where where they allow this situation in the bathrooms to happen mm -hmm. and not one but two brutal sodomization of of high school aged girls happens and and that's just one tale of probably hundreds of them throughout this country to date and and, and that's my problem with this is like like are we just begging for this to happen here in the state of Utah with and, this governor vetoing this bill and and what i want to emphasize here is i'm not talking about that they're going to sodomize people in droves or any of that sort of stuff. What I am talking about is the predatory transitioning, if you will, of women's sports. Because mm. we've told the story, the U15 uh, FC Dallas team beats the holy tar out of the U.S. women's national team in an important tune-up heading into a World Cup, of all things. We talk about Serena Williams readily admitting probably the greatest female athlete in an individual sport of all time readily admitting she would never compete with the men because she would get her ass kicked right we talk about all right. of those things but billy jean king versus whomever i forgot back in the day the dude wasn't even trying like not at all like not at all mm-hmm but then we look at um, the situation with the female, quote-unquote, swimmer. We take a look at the situations all over the, the globe that are happening. This is about the predatory nature of biological men realizing that, oh, shoot, I'm not, like, I'm mid-level good at my sport, right? I'm mid-level, I'm a mid-level um, college basketball player. I'm going to go transition, and, and I'm 6'10", by the way. I'm going to go transition to a woman, and I'll go play in the WNBA. I'll go play overseas, right? And mm -hmm. I'll make hundreds of thousands of dollars where I might never make the NBA. I might never make a living playing basketball beyond college. This is about eliminating that predatory behavior and thought process in leveling the playing field for ladies. That's what this is about for me. Yeah. Well, and, and so I actually pulled up the bill here and I, I, 
I'm not seeing anything that that would be crazy in this bill on, on why you would want to veto it. And by the way, this this bill was um uh the it was sponsored by Kara Berkland, um, okay. which we we've had on this program before. Mm-hmm. Um and so uh you know all all it's doing is it's in terms of like it, the bill defines terms imposing limits on participation in female sports by requiring schools and local education agencies to designate athletic activities by sex prohibiting a student of the male sex from competing against another school on a team designated for female students prohibiting certain comp um, complaints or investigation based on school or local education agency maintaining separate athletic activities for female students. Now, again, I'm not seeing anything unreasonable here. Right, right. Now, how do we know that this is just about protecting girls and girls' sports? It, it Because, well, there are two ways to, quote-unquote, transition, right? You could be female to male, male to female, whatever, blah, 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 blah. How many stories exist of a female to quote unquote male transgendered person winning a race by 5, 10, 15, 30 seconds? Two minutes. I'll, I'll wait. The answer is it's never happened. At least not to my knowledge. Why? Because it acknowledges a biological truth. And ultimately, it comes down to this for me. It's not about being anti-trans. It's about acknowledging that this would fundamentally alter the opportunities at success of actual biological females. Because again, Pat, I go back to this mentality, right? We've seen it, right? Why do we have the pen swimmer? Why have we had other people do this, right? Right. It has everything to do with their competitive drive and everything to do with the fact that they cannot compete at that highest level as a man. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go dominate women's sports. I'm going to go dominate and I'm going to make a headline and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. It's about feeding the ego. Otherwise, what's a woman? And with that, Pat, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. And no means no. And uh, what's a woman? By the way, do not forget, you can check out the afterthought in probably about uh, five minutes by going to criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. $5 a month will give you that. And in this week's Afterthought, we're going to continue to talk about female sports, uh, specifically Brittany Griner. And of course, as always, be smart, be safe, be kind. And Matthew 547. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.